We will not accept anything less than releasing our brothers and sisters, our mothers and fathers, and creating a more just future for everyone. Thank you. When you hear the word prohibition, what do you think of? Do you picture the roaring 20s and gangsters like Al Capone? Maybe you think of drug prohibition, gambling, sex work, or age restrictions on tobacco. Maybe you consider the migrants who are forbidden from crossing international borders. Whatever comes to mind, you probably know that various forms of prohibition are embedded into the fabric of our society, and if you're like most people, you don't think it's working. I'm Scott Cecil, the host of Prohibited, a podcast about prohibition. On this show, I explore the impacts of prohibition by interviewing those who are working to dismantle, create, or maintain its various forms. This is Prohibited. I think we should decriminalize marijuana, period. And I think everyone, anyone who has a record should be let out of jail. Their record's expunged. It be completely zeroed out. At this point, we will be opening up the floor to a little bit more of an open mic. Maybe we'll start with Steve D'Angelo. Thanks, Jason. Uh, let me just add my voice to the shout out to, to SSDP, to all the young people in this crowd. You know, it, it took a long, long time for this country to get to the place where we are with cannabis prohibition. And it's gonna take us a little while longer to, to unwind it totally. And so to see you all in the house and to see your spirit and to see you uplifting us, that's like one of the very best things that I could ever possibly imagine happening. So thank you so much for being here with us today. The reason we're here is really simple. We've got this notion that when somebody makes a promise to cannabis voters that it's important that that promise be kept. And if it's not kept, it's important for our community to demonstrate that we are going to hold those leaders to account. You know, President Biden made an explicit promise in a nationally televised presidential debate. He was speaking directly to us, to cannabis voters, and he said, everybody gets out he didn't qualify it he didn't say misdemeanors he didn't say simple possession he said everybody gets out and so we're here today because we want him to keep his promise now i'll just give you one small story to tell you why that's important right i was just on the phone with a cannabis prisoner in federal prison and he related to me that when he and his buddies who are also down on cannabis charges heard the announcement from the White House, he didn't sleep all night. He stayed up all night because he was certain that they were gonna come in the morning and release him from prison. Only to find out the next morning that the fine print said that he doesn't get out. Not only does he not get out, nobody gets out as a result of the president's actions. This is the president who promised us that he was gonna release everybody. 
Is this some kind of test to see if we're too stoned or too stupid to mistake a self-serving political action like this for real change? Well, if so, here's our answer. It's not enough. The president could have done so much more. And he should have done so much more. Right? He, he's asking his bureaucrats to study the scheduling of cannabis. Well, I remember way back in 1971 when the federal government first impaneled its first commission to study the scheduling of, of cannabis. That was the Schaefer Commission. And they said that cannabis shouldn't even go in the Controlled Substances Act. It should be completely decriminalized. So the federal government's already on record. It's already studied it. It doesn't need to be studied anymore. Mr. President, it's time to take action. The president, instead of pardoning people who are already free, and already going about their lives, albeit with some restrictions, could have freed 2,800 people who are still sitting behind bars for doing exactly the same thing that people like John Boehner are legally making millions of dollars doing, except the folks who are locked up did it at a much smaller scale. The president, instead of making it possible for people to fight getting evicted from public housing, instead could have just ordered the federal housing authorities to change their policy and stop evicting people who are convicted on cannabis charges. But he didn't do that. There was so much more that the president could have done. There was so much more that the president should have done. And so we're here today to hold him to the promise that he made and to send a signal to any other politicians who are out there. Break your promises to us at your own risk. We are in an era now when elections are decided by very small margins. And we are in an era now where there are millions and millions and millions of cannabis voters. And our movement is mature enough and well organized enough that we can and we will educate our voters and we will move them and we will punish politicians who break their promises to us. During President Biden's election campaign, he acknowledged his role in mass incarceration. He promised to release those in prison due to his tough on crime policies in the 90s that led to so many being fed into the mass incarceration system that the government is now profiting of. So far, he hasn't released a single cannabis prisoner despite this pardon that he's so proud of. And we're here in the essential way to remind them. I want to thank everybody who's organized this important demonstration today, the first of the Biden administration, to remind Joe Biden, do what's right. What's your message for President Biden today? I'm here because I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of you making promises, using people in prison as political pawns, and I want, you, I want you to keep your promise to everybody and make sure you free the people with a stroke of a pen. Be so easy. People are profiting off of something that people are currently in prison for, and that's absolutely unacceptable. We need to still keep fighting people who are in prison for, for cannabis possession, for dealing cannabis, and that's unacceptable. What's your message to President Biden today? Today, I want him to take the votes and the voices of youth, of students, and of progressives in general seriously. I want him to acknowledge that we help put him in office 
and he is not honoring both his campaign promises and our wishes as constituents. Any message for uh, young people out there listening that uh, may want to get involved in this movement? Sure. I think, you know, voting is important, but making sure that your vote is being heard and is counting is duly as important, and that's why I'm here today. I voted for Biden in the general election, and I'm here to hold him accountable. So whatever way you can get involved in holding your elected officials accountable, go for it. Join organizations like Students for Sensible Drug Policy. Start your own chapter. Become a liaison. Um, really find an issue that you're passionate about and really run with it. Uh, President Biden needs to let our people go, quite and simple. One of the things I've been hearing today is that the executive order the president already did isn't actually going to result in the release of any prisoners. What needs to happen different than what he already tried to do? Well, there's a plethora of things that Biden can do. Uh, the Controlled Substance Act needs to be completely like thrown out the window. So that's like the first step. In terms of like clemency, like yeah, we need to pardon every federal prisoner that's in there for a nonviolent charge. Um, his measure was a tongue-in-cheek measure that was kind of designed to garner attention right before the election. But we're here because it doesn't really do anything, and nobody was released from prison. Uh, zero people were released with this action, and all it did was you know kind of catch the uh, the blurbs. So uh, we're here to put pressure on them that 420 prisoners are released. Uh, actually, we'd like to. See See every nonviolent cannabis prisoner gone and out of jail. Pardoned by President Biden. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. It's good to see you. What's your message for President Biden today? Stick to your fucking promise and do what you said you were going to do and release all cannabis prisoners. The pardon that he released last week did not and will not release anyone. Reach out to your governors in your home state and demand and encourage them to release cannabis prisoners in your state. What's your message to President Biden today? President Biden, we know that you know what's right. In 2008, you introduced the Cocaine Kingpin Sentencing Act for the purpose of reducing the sentences of low-level crack dealers, knowing that low-level crack dealers would be released from prison. Men who sold crack, men who produced crack at low levels. Today, in 2022, you know that people who sold pot, grew pot, imported pot, even in large numbers, were not endangering the public. You know today that there are billions of dollars in legal transactions under state law. You recognize that in your speech. You know that these men and women do not deserve to stay in prison any longer. You know that the mandatory minimum sentences of the 1986 Anti-Drug Abuse Act, which you were central in writing, and you know I played a role in that as well as counsel to the House Judiciary Committee, you know that those sentences are unjust. You know that those men and women are suffering unjustly long sentences. You know it is your responsibility as president to exercise your power under Article 2, Section 2, to, to grant reprieves and pardons. It's your power. You know what's right. And we're calling upon you today to do what you know is right. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. What is your message for President Biden today? 
the majority of Americans now live in states where cannabis is legal. It's legal right here in Washington, D.C., where we are protesting. President Biden knows this. President Biden knows that the American people want cannabis to be legal. He promised us that he would decriminalize cannabis and let out all cannabis prisoners, expunge their records. He hasn't done any of that. His pardon released zero prisoners. We're here today telling him, let them out, let them free, decriminalize cannabis. I think that elections are coming up. The Democrats want to get people to the polls, and they're worried that President Biden hasn't come through on a lot of his promises. This seemed like an easy and cheap way to get the American people thinking that he was making change, that we're bringing prisoners home, but they're not. The president's pardon did not release a single prisoner from a single cannabis prisoner. We're asking him to actually come through on that promise. We don't just want political sound bites. We want real change. Quick follow-up. I know that you're involved in the SSDP network. How can our listeners across the country and around the world find and support SSDP, who is leading this uh, action today? Yes. Uh, Every person out there, if they're a young person, if they're an old person, if they care about ending the global war on drugs, should join SSDP. Check us out at ssdp.org. Come out, start actions in your own communities, sign on to our letter, um, donate to SSDP, and let's bring those prisoners home. Thank you. Thank you. The drug war has got to go. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. The drug war has got to go. Hey, hey. President Biden's message about pardoning people in, mar in prison for simple possession of marijuana was certainly one of the boldest we've seen, especially in recent history, from a U.S. president to the American public. It's a wonderful first step, but it is such a small step. And I know that he knows that, and I know that he's surrounded by brilliant people who also know that. The, this is not initiative. It is inaction. We need much, much more. There are so many people in prison that this does not affect. Very few federal prisoners are only in on simple possession. It is time to target these unjust distribution, trafficking laws, possession of plants, manufacture, which also refers just to the mere possession of plants, um, and especially conspiracy laws, which harm so many more prisoners than just those incarcerated on federal marijuana charges. And the call to the governors is excellent. We need a mobilized effort among the states to do that. And there are nonprofits and for-profits and all sorts of industry groups that stand ready to do that work with the proper support from the U.S. president. We hope to see that. We urge him to take a categorical approach to marijuana offenses and free them all. I know who you are, and I know that you're an attorney who has helped get clemency for incarcerated prisoners and helped get them released. I'm wondering two things. What can listeners out there across the country and around the world do to help get clemency for other prisoners, whether it be at the federal level or at the state level or even local? And then anyone out there who's listening who is an attorney or is an aspiring attorney, what can they do to get involved in the type of civil rights work that you do to help get prisoners clemency? There is a lot. Um, people think that you have to be dedicated 24-7 to the public interest life and anyone who is outside that rarefied group is powerless. No, not so much at all. It all starts at home. Um, if 
for attorneys and for anyone else who's interested in this sort of thing, again, it starts at home. So many people in the American public do not properly understand the environment. They hear that President Biden pardons all marijuana prisoners, which is the result, frankly, of irresponsible journalism and reporting, and they think the problem is solved. Not so. That is one example of the tremendous mis disinformation, misinformation that is out there on marijuana. Start talking to your family and friends. Let them know that these are not just inmates. These are not prisoners. These are not, you know, just throwaways. These are people who are in for a plant that is legal in much of the country. These are people who are husbands, fathers, sons, deeply loved women who are teachers and sisters and wives. The, this is a fracturing of American communities. We cannot afford this. We are only as strong as the weakest among us. They need to come home and we need to be able to create that welcoming environment for them to do so. We treat these people as if they're in there forever. They're not. They're coming back. What are we bringing them back into? For lawyers, obviously, the, the best way to, to do it is talk to some of your criminal defense attorney friends. I used to be one for seven and a half years. If we don't have federal marijuana prisoners, we know folks who do. Connect with those people. See if there is availability for compassionate release work or clemency work. It is not difficult luring. It can be trained into a person rather quickly. For people who are not lawyers, again, talk to family and friends. Lobby your federal congressman. Go talk to your governor and see what their position is on marijuana. You're a constituent. They need to talk to you. Come in armed with the facts very nicely and politely and tell the story because this is all about American stories. And we need to tell them for the folks who don't have a voice until they can come out like so many of these former prisoners have and tell their own and help others get out. Because you're a knowledgeable and effective messenger, I just want to ask you a, sort of a deep cut policy related question. A lot of us tend to use the words clemency and pardon interchangeably. Could you describe for my audience what the difference between a pardon and clemency is and which one we're pushing for or both? Of course. It's a very, very commonly, you know, conflated uh, terminology. So clemency goes hand in hand with commutation. That means a shortening of a sentence. So someone is in prison, they submit a clemency petition, and a governor or a president signs on the dotted line, and that person is released. That means that if they were in for life, no, they're not. They're out now. However, they still have that conviction on their record, and it affects things like their ability to go to school, to get housing, to get a job, of course. It affects the rest of their life, but they are no longer in prison. A pardon is different. A pardon, you have to be out of prison for five years before you can petition a governor or president for a pardon. And what that does is it effectively wipes the criminal conviction from the record. So you're no longer restricted as a second class citizen, you know, effectively. You're no longer restricted from education, from housing, from you don't longer have the stigma of the felony conviction. So a pardon wipes the slate clean. A clemency gets you out. They've got to go hand in hand. Um, it would be excellent for the Biden administration, for any administration to follow, to loop the two together. If someone is out, they should be either pie in the sky for me. I want clemency and pardons to be interchangeable, to be together, to be fused into one. Once they get out, wipe the conviction. However, um, a more feasible approach for the current environment, our political attitudes towards this would be when someone is granted for clemency, they should automatically be considered for a pardon with a favor, a presumption towards the pardon to really give them the proper start. If we can decide that yes, that person was sentenced to too many years in prison and they're eligible to come out, they should also be eligible to rejoin society as a full citizen, not barred from these basic necessities like housing and being able to provide a living for yourself.
Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. What's your message to President Biden? I worked as an organizer on his campaign in 2020 where I repeatedly heard him and Kamala Harris continually talk about how how ridiculous it is that people are in prison for cannabis, that they should be released, that they should be expunged. We hear this recording over and over again that he, he just, he says just that, everybody out, all records expunged. To say that he's pardoning prisoners but then not actually release anybody from jail, still have people who have records, still have people who are, are facing the brunt of the reasons that cannabis should be legal. It's just time. It's weird. Why did he wait so long to say anything? Our message is simple. Keep your promise that you made to cannabis voters that you would release all cannabis prisoners. I mean, he said it very clearly, said it multiple times, said it in a national televised debate. And so we're holding him accountable to that. As a cannabis voter myself, as a Democrat myself, you know, I did take inspiration from his promise that we were going to get some progress. And his most recent executive order released zero people, released no one. And so we're going to hold him to that promise. And if we got to wait in the streets all night, then so be it. Any message for our listeners across the country and around the world that might be listening? How can they support us from where they are? And what can they do to encourage not only Biden, but the governors in their states and others officials that can give pardons and clemency? What can they be doing to support uh, this initiative? So they can start with contacting their federal representatives to make sure that they are also pressuring Biden. Every single Democrat in the country is aware that this is a priority for our voters and that they have a part to play in pressuring the president and pressuring their governors, pressuring everybody. And so congressional representatives do have a part to play in announcing that they support the release of cannabis prisoners and actually issuing letters. Multiple senators did already do that. Senators Warren, Senators Markey, Senators Merkley, Sanders, Booker, and Gillibrand all have already issued these letters. And so if your representative is not doing that, then they're behind the curve on where the Democratic Party should be. But on the state level as well, every governor also has pardon powers, and there are thousands of people in prison at the state level, and every single governor also should be receiving pressure to use their pardon authority to release state-level prisoners until literally no one is in jail for cannabis crimes. All right, so what's your message for President Biden today? Keep the promise that you made to cannabis voters. You said that you're going to release everybody. We want you to release everybody. That means at least the 2,800 prisoners that you have the executive power to release with a stroke of your pen. We're tired of waiting. If you don't take action, we're going to punish you at the polls. One of the things that's been pointed out today is that the executive action President Biden took isn't actually going to result in anyone's release. What does he need to do different? Is it another executive order? What should happen now to get folks out of jail and out of prison? Well, President Biden should just sign a, a clemency orders for all cannabis prisoners currently in federal prison. It's very simple. He could do it. It would only take one document. Final question. Um, you mentioned uh, when you were on the mic, you're inspired by the youth from SSDP that are out here today. Any message for youth around the country on how they can get involved in this movement to end the drug war? Well, you know, I think that the most important thing for us to do these days is make sure that cannabis prisoners are released. So I'm, I'm going to call on young people to focus their energy on that. But there are so many ways that cannabis intersects with, with, the ju with justice, with criminal justice system, with the environment, uh, with health, with wellness, uh, with sustainability. So really, what I would say to young people is study the plant, and if you do, you will find some part of what's going on with cannabis that really speaks to your soul. And go pursue that part, because all of us 
make change more effectively when we're doing something that really turns us on. So pursue the turned on lifestyle. What's your message for President Biden today? That someone who is supposed to be against climate change, for the climate, for the planet, what does it say that we're criminalizing communing with the earth, that we're criminalizing using a plant, growing it? Honestly, it's anti-indigenous, but we all know that already. Do better. Do fucking better. What's your message for President Biden? President Biden promised me, and especially the cannabis prisoners, that he was going to release them if he became president of the United States. And I'm, I want to call out to President Biden, please honor that promise. Here's a list of 267 people that are in federal prison. We have all their paperwork ready for you to sign. I'm asking you, please honor your promise. You want us to honor the promise for the CARES Act prisoners? It's time to step up and honor the promise that over two-thirds of Americans want you to stand behind on behalf of the marijuana prisoners. I was sentenced to life imprisonment for marijuana in 2002. I, I don't think cannabis prisoners should be in prison, and I don't think most Americans want them in prison. And really, they ought to get out like me to take care of... I got out of prison, and I now care for my 85-year-old mother who's going blind. And that's what the, most of the cannabis prisoners need to do, is to get out and be with their families and take care of the world around them. Did you receive clemency from a former president? I received clemency on January 20th, uh, 2021, last year from President Trump on his last half day in office. Thanks for your time. Thank you. How do you feel about how things have gone today? Things have gone really well. We've got a lot of press out. We've got a lot of interest. We've got the cops a little nervous, but they've been complying so far. So I'm ready to see how it goes now that we're taking it to the next level and blocking the street. I noticed that the U.S. Secret Service and the D.C. Metro Police Department uh, quartered off the street uh, for this this demonstration, for this action. Did y'all ask them to do that or they just do it? They just did it. Uh, there was no collaboration between us. Jason has been talking to the supervisors just to see where we're at, but they totally blocked the street without any sort of interaction with us as far as us requesting it. My message for President Biden today is you need to keep your promise and release all cannabis prisoners, not just pardon the ones who weren't in jail. We need actual people out. We're looking for 420 people to be out of prison uh, by the end of the year, of this 2022. And most importantly, we need to address the systemic roots of these problems. People aren't just using and selling weed for fun. Our people are stressed out. They need housing. They need food security. They need job security. They need education. We need our basic rights taken care of. And we don't need to be behind bars for taking care of ourselves. President Biden, as the author of many of the documents which are a part of the war on drugs going back all the way to the 70s. I ask you to use common sense and to do the right thing. You know what's right. Please do it. Mr. President, you have the authority and the ability to change how medicine is used with the veterans by the stroke of a pen, sir. So the simple stroke of a pen in an executive order allowing the use of cannabis by our Veterans Administration would be a, a the most willing and magnanimous gift you could give to the United States military. 
Biden, uh, you have the power. You said a campaign promise that you would free all our cannabis prisoners. You stated that no one belonged in jail for using a plant and that most of the country has medicinal and recreational usage. So you have the power today to take a piece of paper and release all of these people immediately. We have a list. We would like you to use it. Please release them now. Thank you. President Biden, do what you said you're going to do. You created, uh, you know, the 1994 crime bill, and obviously uh, that went south. And uh, you have time to clean it up before you, uh, you know, leave the presidency. You have a time to make amends for all the things you've done wrong. This is your time. Do what you say you're going to do. You know, that's bottom line. You're a business owner here in the district. I live in the district. Listeners know that. Um, but you're also active in the community uh, with, with a number of different causes. What's your message to business owners out there that might be listening that are interested in fighting back against the war on drugs? What role does the business community play in that work? Um, it's funny you said that. Friday, uh, D.C. Council legislation just came through, which is going to like open, it, open up. Um, Washington DC cannabis, you know, they, they want to remove all the caps, meaning that there's going to be as many dispensary uh, applications as, you know, as Abra would, would, would allow. More cultivation centers, more everything. I would say get involved, you know, now's your time. This is our time. You know, anybody who's been waiting for uh, prohibition to end, well, it's coming. And I think this medical cannabis workaround that the uh, city council is coming out with has, you know, it's a very interesting start. There's a lot of things I don't like about it, but with that said, it's a, it's a better start than Councilman Mendelssohn's uh, prior one. So I tell all the business people, pay attention, listen to what this, you know, go to all the city council meetings, uh, you know, participate, um, give to, you know, give money to these city council members that have the same view that you have about the industry that you want to, uh, you know, make big in the, you know, in Washington, D.C., because we only have one chance and then it's going to be over. So we need to do it now. So it's time to uh, get up off your ass and make it happen. All right. What's your message to President Biden today? It's long overdue, not just to make things right in these people's lives, but to add that to the neighborhoods and the moms and the sisters of the offenders. And, and the damage done is not fixable letting somebody out after 14 years the damage has been done so biden at age 80 needs to go in reverse and say to himself this is way out of line i appreciate he's had more balls than obama than clinton than trump to go this far but it's not far enough so first though, I want us to all get a little bit together and actually have a chant that we're gonna do as a group. And so this is from the amazing Asada Shakur, who's a little controversial, but she's an inspiring figure, who led this chant in the past. And so the way it goes is, we have a duty to fight for our freedom. We have a duty to win. We must love each other and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. So now everyone can do a little call and response. We have a duty to fight for our freedom. We have a duty to win. We must love each other and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains.
Now we're going to do a little bit lower energy. I want folks to think about all the people currently incarcerated for cannabis crimes who could not be here today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Prohibited, a podcast about prohibition. Our editor is Chris Harris. Our music is by KCAP. Our webmaster is Ricardo Amaya. And I'm your host, Scott Cecil. If you enjoyed this show, please check out our Patreon campaign at patreon.com prohibited and share it with your friends and family. This podcast is a production of Prohibited Media. You can find a full archive of our episodes at our website at prohibitedpodcast.com. And if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, be sure to leave a rating and a review. It helps new listeners find us. If you have ideas or feedback for the show, feel free to send us an email at prohibitedpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, no matter how prohibition impacts your life and the lives of those around you, you're still free to think for yourself. And we hope we've given you something to think about today. We hope you enjoyed the show and see you next time.